0: I'm feeling super ambitious right now, so I am taking on something that we've never done here before, and I know I'm crazy. I've met this amazing family, and I could not squeeze their experience into just one podcast, so we have a multi-part series. I'm going to be sitting down with the cast of Husband-in-Law, Basically, it's a podcast that chronicles a family's experience of love, marriage, divorce, discovering that they're gay, high conflict co-parenting, becoming friends again, and starting a podcast together. Yeah, that sounds like a lot that's a lot, right? Which is the reason I decided to break all of this up and sit down with everybody individually so that I can give them time to explain their side of the story. This is Naja Hall, and you are listening to I know I'm crazy I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy I, know, I know I'm crazy I know I'm crazy yeah. Hey people. Okay, so you know, I am so excited about what's about to happen because I have one beautiful lady here today, but her story could not fit into one podcast. So we're gonna do a couple of parts to this. So I have Jessica. Through from the husband in law podcast. What the heck is a husband in law? You ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad you all asked. So, Jessica has such an amazing story. I started following her. I don't know, maybe she started following me first. Who knows? But I instantly felt connected to her. Jessica's story is such a beautiful one of hope and faith and transition and forgiveness. And you all know that's basically what we talk about here at I Know I'm Crazy. And so, jessica was married for a while to a wonderful gentleman who decided to share with the world or he decided that he was no longer going to hide from the world that he was not a heterosexual man that he was in fact and and correct me if i'm wrong jessica he's not bisexual he's homosexual right that's correct yep okay so in the midst of his marriage to jessica he's like hey you know what i'm i'm gonna do something different so how in the heck is a person that's married to you that's committed to you for life that has a child with you a beautiful little girl how are they supposed to handle that well apparently jessica did something right because she her ex-husband her gay ex-husband and her new husband have a podcast together and you know what we're going to talk to all of them one at a time and then at the end of this we're going to get everybody on together because i got to hear how you guys managed to do this so jessica Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you are. How are you today? I am great. How are you doing? I'm awesome. I am so awesome. So can you just give us, give everybody a backstory? Give them the short or the long version of your experience.
1: <laughs> Starting with Steve and I, my ex-husband. Yes. Yes. So Steve and I got married in college and um it was like we met we went on a date the next day and we were together every day after that and you know we got married and you know how people talk about the first year of marriage is the hardest we did not experience that it was just like this easy flow in our relationship we um really complimented each other in so many ways and we're very happy together we had fun together and so things were good and about six months into our marriage so very early on I stumbled across some gay porn on our computer and I was like, what? Like, mm. <laughs> I, I understand straight porn, mm-hmm. but I was like, my husband's looking at gay porn. He must be gay. Like most mm. straight men don't look at gay porn. And- note, I know a lot of straight women that look at gay porn too. Yes. I, don't the, I, I don't know what that, I don't know what that, maybe we'll talk about that later, but anyway, so, he was, <laughs> so you found the gay porn. So I found this gay porn and he came home from work that night and I was like, hey, what is this? Are you gay? Um, And he was like, no, 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 I'm not gay. And a lot of this was because we grew up in the LDS church, the Mormon religion. Mm-hmm. And so that just wasn't something he had let his mind like be an option. He mm. hadn't opened up that door because he was so scared to because he had been taught all of his life that it was wrong, that it was bad. And this isn't the path you take. This isn't what you do with your life. You get married, you have a wife, you have kids. Um, you're not gay. <laughs> mm, so it's he not even ready- an option. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. In his mind at that time, it wasn't an option. And he he'll say, um, he's like, that was the first time I ever let myself think, Oh my gosh, I'm gay. But he did not come out to me or come to terms with that on his own, like with his own self until about a year later. And he was in some counseling and the counselor's like, yes, these other things you're talking about are issues, but the real issue is that you're gay. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> By the way, yeah. you're fine everywhere else, but hey, yeah.
0: You're so, gay, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and so at that point he told me, yes, I am gay. We're a year and a half into our marriage. We're oh. happy. He still wasn't ready to come out about that. Like to open up that door. He's like, we have a good marriage i don't want to leave and i'm like okay that's fine and so we stayed married for another uh five and a half years we were married for a total <gasps> of seven years yeah and so at what point was your
0: daughter d- born uh, she, before or after you found out that well, she you, was you born really- after
1: <gasps> so oh we God. and it's crazy because like we struggled to get pregnant during that time. Like he really wanted a baby and I was, I wanted a kid too, but I was more relaxed about it. Like I, I'm not in a hurry. Um, but we had really good insurance. So we did like all the infertility treatments and stuff and, and dove into that. And just at some point I was a mess from hormones and whatever. And I said, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to be stressed out about having a kid. Um, and so we stopped and then five years into our marriage, we, I, ended up pregnant and we had a baby. So we're five years in and we have a little girl and we're probably the happiest we've ever been. Things are good. And the question that I always give is, well, what about your sex life? Like, what about the sex? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, we had, I mean, I talked to my friends about their sex lives. So we were very open about what's going on in our relationships and stuff. And we had a better sex life than most of our friends, which was crazy to me. But I think it really came down to the fact that we connected so much emotionally because we knew so much about each other. Um, I knew which type of guys he was attracted to. I knew what type I, of guys
0: was he attracted to.
1: <laughs> he he liked guys that were in shape and that were fit, and you know, like a I want to say typical. What you would think of when you think of what a gay guy would be into but it's not straight across the board and i know okay that. okay but he's very much he he liked guys that um were masculine that worked out that took care of themselves that were confident and those were things that he also wanted to emulate in himself and mm, okay. so it was kind of interesting i usually I mean, Steve thought,
0: is really hot you know like so i can tell yeah. like, he takes care of himself
1: <laughs> yeah he does um And so it was really interesting to see us, like to think about our relationship and where we're at, like in relationship to my other friends and not necessarily comparing, but just evaluating, like, are we okay? What are we doing? Is this totally nuts? And we did really well for a long time until we moved away from like a really good support system that we had in Colorado Springs. So we moved to Oklahoma Mm -hmm. and as soon as we got there, it was like our marriage just started deteriorating and Steve was stressed at work. Um, We didn't have the support system we had had. And then at the gym, the gym we ended up going to was like, we found out very quickly, like the place for the gays in that part of town. Oh A lot of guys, more guys,
0: just a plethora.
1: Yeah. Um, So we had more
0: temptation there. So I guess where you guys were before, like you said, you had the support system and he, these yeah. people hold him accountable. But then when you got to a new city, he's like, dang, look at him. Like, yeah. oh, it's here in my face now. How
1: do I resist? Okay. I yeah. See. Yeah. And I mean, I, yeah. So I was very aware of all of the issues and he started going to a different gym because he's like, I don't want to mess things up with us, but I'm feeling the most like I ever have that I actually want to act on this and all of those things. So mm-hmm. then I left town Labor Day weekend to go to a family reunion. I flew home to Boise, Idaho. And when I came back, and this is one of the most vivid memories I have. And, and it's like you talk about those moments that change your life. Like you can remember a moment that yes. just changed your life. Yeah. This,
0: mm-hmm.
1: this is one of those for me. And I get goosebumps every time I talk about it. I, get off, oh <laughs> I get off the plane with my daughter. And we're walking to the airport and Steve's there to pick us up. And I I see him and Penny takes off running to him and jumps into his arms. Yeah. And I am just standing there watching it. And I am just thinking, this is not the man I left. Like, this is not what the same man. Like, there was something so drastically different. And I just remember feeling sick. Like, just... So Sick. you could
0: look at him, you felt
1: something in his spirit, like, wh- just, I could sense it like that. And I think it's just because it goes back to the fact that we knew each other so well mm-hmm. that even to this day, Steve will talk to me on the phone or he'll send a text or whatever. Like we can read each other so well, <laughs> just through <laughs> the littlest things, um, which is a whole nother issue. Cause we have to be careful of that because I am remarried and yeah. my, my loyalties lie to my husband now, but mm-hmm. I just knew something was wrong and that night after our daughter went to bed i asked him i said is everything okay did something happen and he's like yeah everything's fine it was a rough mm, weekend with work uh-oh. and it's fine and yeah when and you i knew, know him you yeah know him. You like and he knows that <laughs> yeah so he's just pushing it out you know like um and and I, I, for the next week, I just, and after that, but for the next week, for sure, I was up every night, just as soon as he went to bed, I was like crying and I wouldn't be able to fall asleep until like two in the morning or later and just a mess. And so one day I decided I was going to get on his phone, which was something we didn't do. Like we very much respected each other's privacy and I, I trusted him. And so there wasn't a need to do that, but I was like, I need some answers. So well, I, I got on. His-
0: something you're not telling me though. Yeah. Almost- right.
1: Yeah. So I got on his phone to check his emails, and I got into one of the emails that I knew that if he had told anybody something had happened, it was this person. And I started to read it, and I was like, I can't do this. Oh, and then God. later, I was—I oh. told him, I said, listen, I feel so bad. I got on your phone. I started reading this email. I don't know anything, but I wanted you to know. And he it was when we are in bed at night, and he flips on Damn, the light. You're an on-boy. Like, <laughs> 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 I found that this, this is what happens is I <laughs> – The more honest I was, the more he opened up to me about how he was feeling and what he was going through. So then Mm -hmm. I knew, I knew everything. And so it brought me peace because then I knew how I could move forward for myself, not Mm -hmm. just for him and our family, but it, it brought him back around to me every time so that I knew, okay, is this a situation I want to stay in or is this when I need to leave? Like, what do we do Mm -hmm. from here? And it did exactly that. So I told him this and he flips on the line and he says, I, I need to be honest with you. Like I had an affair while you were gone. I was with this man for the whole time. Like you, you were out of town. Um, I have not seen him since. And just tells me everything. (sighs) And, and, and I also should say that night I came home. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I could tell. Yeah, the women's Something intuition, trash, you guys difference.
0: think it's a game. Like, women's intuition, yes. it's a very real thing. Society tries to make us think that we're
1: hysterical or crazy, but we know.
0: Mm-hmm. We freaking
1: know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's like gaslighting and manipulation, right?
0: Yeah. On, like,
1: so it, many levels of making totally us feel like we can't trust ourselves. Literally the definition of gaslighting. Yeah. Literally. And it's, it starts when we're young, I feel like, of yes. this, like, convincing us that, oh, we're so emotional that we can't think logically or, oh, this and that. And so we don't trust our intuition. We start to mm-hmm. question, well, I am overreacting. Oh, I should be nicer to that person. It's just me. And then we get ourselves yeah. in stupid situations where we knew we shouldn't be in. Oh, my so, God. I can you yeah. right now. Wow, guys. <laughs> I found
0: my new sister, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, yeah, at that point – and we stayed together for another couple months after this, trying to work things out. We moved in. We had been living in Steve's hotel at that point. He's a hotel – he does hotel management mm-hmm. um, until we found a place, and we found a place, and we were moving in. And the whole time we're moving in, I just kept thinking, why am I moving in here? Like, I am not going to live here. And I was right. I moved out about three, four weeks later. Um, and You just couldn't do it then. Yeah, oh. and he he was still – in contact with this other guy, he wasn't seeing him, but they were still in contact. And he was not attracted to me anymore. That was very obviously like it was as soon as he slept with this man that he Something was not was into turned me. on in him. He's just like yep. the switch just flipped now, and yeah, I, I can't go back. Yeah, yeah. And so at that point, we decided it was best to end our marriage, and we were divorced. So I left at the end of October, and we were divorced by the end of December. Like it was just let's get this done um, as quick as possible. And <laughs> it's so nuts. Um, and then we've continued forward and honestly <clears throat> he left, he, this other man moves in quickly because it happened that his lease was up and, and I love this guy. Like the guy that he <laughs> had the affair with so, and moved in with is oh. an amazing man. Like I just adore him. Um, oh, and they're not uh-huh. still together, but so many questions wait that's a great guy go for it ask the questions okay if you guys if this was video right now like my head
0: my hands are in my hair my hands are over my (laughs) head I'm just like okay wait how were you able to look at this guy and say oh I like this guy um I don't have a problem with him because this is like Steve's partner in infidelity with the marriage. Like we, cause infidelity yeah. happened to you. And a lot yes. of people are still reeling from that. Like they cannot get past it. How yeah. in the hell did you do that?
1: <laughs> so there, I've thought a lot about this lately because one of the crazy things that happened is, so I'd left for mm-hmm. two weeks to kind of give Steve some space to figure some things out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I was like, I know it's only two weeks, but it's, I can't give you more time than that. Um, Without telling my parents and without telling our families, like what's going on, because they're they're going to start asking questions, like why aren't you home? Hey, where's Steve? Doesn't make sense. Yeah, like what are you doing? Um, So during that time, we decided to split. I called my parents. I'm moving back to Boise. Blah blah blah, all these things. And I went back to Oklahoma to pack my things up, and I told Steve. I said, "This is obviously a man you're going to be with, and I want to meet him before I leave." Because if he's going to be around my daughter, I want to know who he is. And I wow. cared enough about Steve that I wanted to know somebody was there to take care of him. Like he was not okay. He was a mess about all of this. He's leaving his wife. He's leaving his religion. He's leaving his whole life that he's ever known. And he's basically suicidal. He is. He, he'd he call me numerous times at night, just a mess. And so I needed to know who my daughter was going to be with. And I wanted to know that Steve was going to be that somebody was aware of him and going to have his back. Um, and so in that weekend that I am home packing up my things, Mm -hmm. we go out to dinner with this guy. (laughs) So wait, your
0: marriage in one weekend, your marriage is over and you're at dinner with your soon to be ex-husband's new person who is not even a woman. Would
1: it have been easier
0: if it was a woman?
1: I get asked that a lot, and I don't know. I think what made it easier is, first of all, that I knew Steve was gay and that this was a possibility for my Mm, life. You knew it. And I owned up that I stayed in a marriage where I knew this could happen. Like I knew that he might have an affair someday or that he might choose to leave me for a man or all those things. And Ah. so part of me took on this very logical thought process. And that's, that's what I was coming to in all of this of, okay, there's some things I need to take the, the emotion out of. Yes, I'm emotional during this time, but I need Mm -hmm. to figure out what it is I want most from this relationship now. Like what do, what is really important to me in creating this new life from day one? And things that are important to me are that I know who is a part of my daughter's life and I show Steve that I still love and accept him and his choices. Um, Those were very important to me because I wanted that same thing on my end of things. I wanted to have that respect and reciprocation of how I'm going to live my life from going forward. And so I just made that a priority from day one. I took my feelings out of it and how hard it was and how much it hurt and set those aside for a bit to make sure I was doing the things that put that in place, that I was aware of these people. And my daughter did go stay with them for like two weeks at one point um, as a little three-year-old. And I felt way more comfortable because I knew who this guy was. I'd gone to dinner with him. He drove me home after dinner and just bawled apologizing to me. So
0: that's um, what I was going to ask. How yeah. in the
1: heck was the interaction between you and
0: he? Because did he know that Steve was married to a woman? Um, did
1: he know that he was the mistress? <laughs> like, <how? laughs> He didn't initially. Steve okay. kept that from him initially. And when he found out, he was very much like Steve... I would give anything to have a family, to have a kid, to have a wife that was supportive and understanding of what you know, I'm going through and he's like mm-hmm. if you can make this work you need to make this work. Like you need to go back to her, you need to try. And so, I mean that was partially why Steve did keep trying for a while. Like we stayed together for a few months after the divorce, but It was just a mess. Oh, really? It was a disaster. So once the paperwork
0: was signed, you're like, let's still try to see if we can rekindle things?
1: Yeah. So no, the affair happened at the beginning of September. Mm -hmm. And then I guess it was two months later is when I actually left. So we had those two months where we were kind of floundering through. It was a disaster. We ended things. I went home. We got the divorce done. Steve moved in with his partner. All of these things. Six months later, though. Steve did move back to Boise to date me again. He's like, I can't handle this. I can't accept that I've left you. I can't accept this new life. And he's been living like a man for like six months. Oh, what the And we're officially divorced and all these things. And I'm like, okay, well, you better do it now because I'm dating, I have this guy that I'm definitely falling for. So if you're coming, come now, like do it now. And um, he did. Oh. And, and it was nuts. My friends had paperwork signed and your. Oh, it's done. Knew. It is signed and, and sealed. Like everything's done. i you hadn't told your family. Oh, God. Everybody knew. Everybody. I mean, oh. it was totally out in the public. I mean, I'm sure my parents were like dying when I started dating him again. I think it probably crushed them. And they loved I, yeah. Steve, but. They're like they he's gay, like what? <laughs> yeah, right, but like but what are you doing? Though. I'm
0: sure they love him, but you're their baby, so it's
1: kind of mm-hmm. like. Uh, so, wow. so yeah. At that point, I mean, this is eight months after the affair, uh, four months or so after we're officially divorced, and he moves back, and we start dating again, and it was the weirdest, hardest, crappiest time ever. <laughs> Because now my, you know. You have the responsibility
0: yeah. of knowing full well. Yeah. But, so was it loneliness, depression,
1: regret, frustration that brought him back? Was it familiarity? I think I think familiarity was definitely a big part of that. I think that there was part of both of us that wanted to make sure we had done everything we could. Um, and we figured what's another you know, six months to a year of trying to make sure that, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, this is our family. This is our daughter. Like, let's make sure we really know what we want. And she's still young enough too. She's two at this point that I'm like, she might not have known. Yeah. She won't remember. And she doesn't, she doesn't remember any of it. Um, so I'm like, it was kind of good timing to just make sure we knew what we wanted. Does your partner share kids with a loony?
0: Are your stepkids driving you up a wall? Is your partner failing miserably at setting boundaries? Well, VIP Stepmom is where you need to be. We're an exclusive private community just for stepmoms, and we'd love for you to join our tribe. Each month, our members enjoy private conversations, podcasts, expert workshops, a subscription to Stepmom Magazine, and monthly live Zoom meetings. If you're ready to join a diverse community that is committed to making sure you live your best life, visit VIP Stepmom today. We'll save a seat for you. VIP, VIP, Stepmoms, that's you and me. Mm. And that's what we did. (laughs) Another question. I kind of want to go back to the beginning because I didn't want to interrupt you when you were explaining the situation. I'm sure you had a lot of time to do some self-introspection. What was it in you that said, okay, the gay porn is here. I'm going to have hope. I know that this man might be gay. Okay, he's admitted it. What was it in you that said, I'm still going to stay? and work this out was it your love for him but i always like to ask people like what was it about you that made you decide to stay even though you knew that you were not ultimately what uh, his heart and his soul desired
1: yeah um i think i stayed mostly because first of all i made a commitment to him we were married Mm -hmm. and i take that seriously but at the same time we were genuinely happy but we just like all of the things I'd really imagined for my marriage were there. And so, this understanding and knowing the side of him didn't really change that. I mean, yes, there were issues. We had hard times and ups and downs and whatever, but that felt pretty normal to marriage. Um, but there, he also. Loved me for who I was and encouraged me to be myself and to do the things that brought me happiness and joy. And I feel like often that's pretty hard to find in a marriage and a relationship is somebody that genuinely does that for you. And I learned very hard. Yeah. So much about myself in that marriage of. How strong I am, and what I have to offer other people, because I created this space for Steve where he was safe. And I was good with that. Like I was happy and open to being that space for him as long as I could and as long as he needed it. Um, and like I said, I understood that we could end up getting divorced. And I was very honest with myself about that. Um, to the point that when we did get divorced, I was the one that had to help everybody else process it and, and not all the time. I mean, there are definitely moments that I dropped my daughter off at my parents' house and I was like, I got to go run. Like, I'm going to go get lost in the Hills for a few hours. I'll see you. Like I need my space. Mm -hmm. Um, but really walking his family through processing this and, um, my family. And I remember shortly after getting divorced, I went to visit my brother out in DC and Steve actually had been a family trip we had planned because Steve had a work meeting there that week. So he was Mm -hmm. in DC and my brother, not understanding why I was open to seeing Steve and why I was open to having him see our daughter. It had been Uh her birthday the week before. And I'm like, of course he's going to see his daughter. Like he lives in Oklahoma and I live in Boise and we're both here. Like why wouldn't he allow that? And having to tell my brother, listen, you can get on board and figure out how to accept Steve. And we're willing to give you that time. But ultimately you're the one that's going to be left out of, holidays and birthdays and Penny's wedding and her graduation because, yeah, because he will be there and I will not have contention in her, in her life around this because it's, yeah, it's not her fault that we ended up divorced. It's not her issue. And I don't want to be that family that she struggles at her wedding and she struggles to know which family she's going to spend Christmas with. And there's like this anguish. I've watched my friends do it into adulthood and I'm like I can't I can't do that to my kid Mm. um and so I told him I said take the time you need but ultimately this is on you if you don't figure (gasps) out how to do it what did he end up deciding to do Oh, he's definitely come around. It took him a little bit of time. But now when he's in town, he calls Steve. Like if Steve has Penny, he calls her or calls him to go do stuff with their daughters. Our daughters are the same age. So he's like, hey, what are you guys doing? We want to go do this. Do you want to join us? Um, I mean, he's totally, he's good with it. He's he's definitely (laughs) come around. And I know part of it was him being protective of me and all those things. But it was very much that I'm sitting here. In so many situations, defending my ex-husband, and it was crazy to me to think back to now that I had the capacity to do that.
0: But um, I know a lot of people are going to have a tough time understanding. But I love, love, love how quickly you were able to say, okay, so Steve has a right to want what he wants, and right now, or at this point in his life, or he just does not want what I have to offer anymore. Yeah, and, and, and romantically. But yeah. clearly there was love there. Just not um the yes. type of romantic love that the two of you needed to feel that part of your lives. And yeah. you know what? It sounds like you were you were trying to build a bridge, not a wall. You oh, know, like for you sure. told you told your family, look, as we say in the in the South, honey, either you get right or you or you're gonna get left. Get yes. right or get left. And that's what you had to <laughs> do love with your that. brother. Yeah, you like to do get right or get left, you know? Um yep. and I yep. wish so many of us could do that with our families, but a lot of people allow their families to sow these seeds of contempt yes. within them and yep. make them think that just because a person has left you, it's all bad. So question, yep. how did you not feel because I know when a person gets cheated on, like I've been cheated on before, probably everybody listen let's listen yeah. to this has had somebody to cheat on them. And yes, I know when yep. you get cheated on one of the main feelings is you feel devalued, like, oh my God, yes. I can't believe they would do me like that. And then you start to look at yourself and devalue yourself because you start start to see yourself as how you think the other person perceived you. Because if they thought highly of you, they wouldn't have cheated, right? Like these yeah. are the things we convince ourselves of. So how did you not go into that space of devaluing yourself?
1: Okay, so one of the things you just said is one of the things I really focus in on when I work with um, my clients and with different mm-hmm. women and is that you think what you assume what the other person thinks of you. So Mm -hmm. you assume that they must not value you. You assume whatever. And, and while they might not value you, who cares? Like they're the ones that just went and had an affair. They're the ones that are struggling that has nothing to do with your value. Like that has nothing to do with who you are and who you know yourself to be. May you might have contributed to this in some way. You may have a part to play in the relationship, but even that—that that doesn't matter. That doesn't, like that doesn't determine your value or your worth. Um, those are things you learn from and do better next time. Like it's okay. But we have a tendency to just take and rip ourselves apart we focus on the worst things about ourselves we Mm. focus on the worst things about the other person about the relationship and those are the things that we make the issue instead of thinking okay what is good about this person why did i fall in love with them what can i see a value in them now even though they have hurt me and this has happened How do I want this relationship to ultimately look? Do I want to sit here and live in this pain and bitterness and anger and devalue myself for something else, somebody, like something somebody else did? It's not worth it. It is not worth your time and energy to sit Mm. here and create these stories in your head. Like it's, yeah. And so that's just something that I've always held tight to myself that, listen, I own my part in whatever relationship, whatever situation I'm in.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And by Mm -hmm. owning my part, it's easier to see my value. Even though, yes, I have to recognize the shit I did or the crap that I brought in. But (laughs) I can still, that still doesn't make me of any less value. That means I'm going to learn. I'm going to grow from that. And I'm going to keep going.
0: Yes. So then years pass, you guys settle into being people that are divorced. You are co-parents now. How is your daughter in all of this? Uh, It sounds like she (laughs) had two really healthy parents considering the issues. Um yeah. but you guys seem like keenly focused on her. How yes. is she uh, how has she adjusted? Like what did life look like for her at that point? From her little three to uh, <laughs> how old is she now? Eight, eight nine She's ten. Ten. So from her from yeah. three to
1: ten, like what's her perspective on all this? You know, it's funny as we interviewed her for our podcast last night mm. <laughs> and it was super funny. We're going to redo it because it was just, I was like, this will be your test to like get her to feel what it's like to be interviewed. But, um, yeah. <laughs> and, we'll and he, this is the thing is Matt asked her. Um, so my current <laughs> husband asked her, well, what, what's something you think that we're trying to share in our podcast? Like, what mm-hmm. is it? And she said, I believe her answer was that we love other people, that we, okay. um, that we understand other people. And I just thought she, she gets that Steve and I live very different lives, very mm-hmm. different lives. I am still active in my church. Um, I don't drink, I don't do any of those things, whatever, but I don't care what Steve does. It doesn't matter to me. I still love him and respect him. And we appreciate what he does. And so she very much gets that. She understands that what happens in one house will be conveyed to the other and that we communicate on those things. And while we might not see eye to eye on how we ultimately solve those or work them out, um, we're still supportive of the other one and how they do that. Mm. And so she she's a very confident, open-minded kid. Um, and she's not afraid to be herself. And that makes me so happy that she understands she can be different and that is good because that's where we find our value is understanding that being different gives us our value being different. We're all created differently and we need to embrace that instead of trying to conform to what we should or how we feel we should show up how we oh feel others perceive us and so i just i'm like uh the girl makes me so proud she's determined she had,
0: but you know what though? she has some really cool ass parents though so I, <laughs> you know, like I, this is a true testament to who you are and a lot of what she said because i'm you know i deal a lot with helping people through extremely high conflict yes co-parents co-parenting situations marriages relationships um and it's just obvious that you simply are not the personality type that anybody ever in the world would describe as being a high conflict person. No. And so how do you, because I can tell you're a woman after peace, like you are a woman after my own heart. How do you yourself deal with the high conflict people of the world considering how you view the world and how healed you are? I
1: set some firm boundaries. <laughs> oh,
0: honey, that's when you got to build a
1: wall. Yeah yeah and there are times and places that you do have to build that wall that you do have to protect your energy your peace your comfort your what does that family because like? everybody look you know everybody tells us that jessica oh yes i jessica know keeps,
0: keeps your energy because at one yes. point i used to think protecting your energy meant turn the other cheek and then no. at another point in my life i think that meant whoop their ass and then at another <laughs> point
1: <laughs> so what does that mean to you protect your energy how does how does somebody do that so for me, I am very much the not turn the other cheek, but um, I mean, there's a firm line. There are, there are walls put up mm-hmm. and, you know, I think we're taught as kids to be nice, especially as girls. You need to be nice, girls. you need mm-hmm. to be accepting, you need to blah, blah, blah. And while, yes, that is true. I firmly believe that we should be nice and loving. Like that is my whole thing in life, but we also need to love ourselves more than anybody else like we have to love ourselves first and to do that we have to put up walls to protect ourselves and this is i do have information about how l- to learn how to set boundaries and to learn how to understand what it is you need to protect in your own life because it is so different for everybody like you mm-hmm. you have to yeah. put up different boundaries but we have a very very high conflict um on Matt's side so okay Okay. we we have the other extreme of where but so you get uh, the
0: best of both worlds so you oh, like
1: the best of all of it <laughs> okay But so before we get into that though I do have another
0: question um you are remarried you have found, I am you have found love you have found, how was that like oh my gosh know, because like how is steam obviously the, you guys get along the two fellas get along because you guys have a podcast together but yeah. was it always just one big happy family or did Steve ever feel territorial? Like, hey, who's this new
1: dude? You know, we've, we've gotten very lucky in that of there's been a lot of communication that happened in the beginning to help each other feel comfortable. And I mean, like one of the stories we pull out a lot is <laughs> Matt taught Penny how to ride her bike. So, oh, oh. Yeah. yes, Uh-oh. which I remember it. So what? It just happens naturally of his kids are out riding their bikes. They're older than Penny. All of our kids are a year and a half apart. So Mm. um, they're out riding their bikes. And Penny, of course, wants to be able to ride with the other kids. And she wants to keep up with them. And these are her new brother and sister. And she wants to be cool like they are. And so we're, of course, not going to sit here and be like, well, we don't want to teach you to ride your bike because, you know, your dad might feel bad about that. Right. And, She's like, why so, do I have to it,
0: miss out on a life opportunity? Because a day. Yes, no way. And
1: so, and that's what it comes down to for all of us is none of us want Penny to miss out on the opportunities that come to her. So of course, Matt just jumps in and he's chasing her around on her little bike, helping her do it and catching her when she falls. And... um I'm, I'm like, okay, how, how do I involve Steve in this? Because I want him to be a part of this. I know he's going to be excited for her. So I sent him some videos and whatever. And I also feel like that gave him the time to process that a little bit before he showed up at our house, because he was coming yeah. to our house that night to pick her up. And he came and he was excited for her and, you know, just, just, I'm so proud of you. And he admits, like we talk about this, that there was a moment he said that I just felt like crushed that yeah. I yeah. wasn't the one there and whatever. And he's like, but I had to remember the excitement. I first, my knee jerk excitement when I got that text and that video of look at her go. Like, that's so exciting. And he's like, that's well, he what I went back to.
0: to. kick in Because
1: a lot of parents, yes.
0: the high conflict ones, they just cannot. Control their egos. They can't control this need to feel in control. Yes, I guess on the on the other end of it, and people always ask me about this. Like, oh my God, you know, you guys are dealing with like a high conflict situation, and how do you manage to be so happy? So I've answered that question a million times on this podcast. So now I'm going to ask you (laughs) because on one end of your your family, like it's really cool. Like it's 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 cool. It's you've been able to build a brand from this. Yeah. Then on the other end you're reminded that not everyone is so ready for that and not everyone yes. is fulfilled. And some people still have to exist in chaos because that's all they know. How, yep. how do you deal with that side of it?
1: Um, uh, like I was saying, there are lots of boundaries around that side of it. There are lots of walls that put up. We tried in the beginning to have a very open relationship like we do with Steve just in... Yeah. Um, trying to create a friendship and trying to co-parent. Like, why people. do we have to fight? Like, come on now, It's yeah. not that serious. Like life yeah. is too short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And these kids' lives are too short as kids. Like Man. they live yeah. in conflict. And that um, stuff affects their childhood because then they oh, end up on my
0: couch. You know, my gosh. So, yeah. yep. so people out there listening, like every single thing you do, your kid is going to talk to the therapist or a the coach about it one day. And we're going to yes, it. <laughs> understand <laughs> yes. it.
1: Um, and so I've come to realize that, you know, this is a process of learning to let go of control. And I felt like that's what my whole first marriage was of realizing I have no control in this situation, um, which is a very healthy thing to learn, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a hard lesson. And you have. I have these kids in my home that I want to help, and that I want to do the same things that I do for my daughter, and I want to show up in a similar way. Not not that I want to replace their mom in any way, but they're right. in my home every other week, and um, that's a lot of time that they spend with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I've learned that I, the more I step back, the more I completely just let Matt be the parent of his children and yes. do not engage, yeah. the easier it is to deal with his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and while it sucks and it creates some things where, you know, there it there are differences and those things, and we don't parallel parent. And I always think of the word blended family. And I'm like, are we really blended? I don't know if that's an accurate description of what we are. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, we're together <laughs> because of marriage, right. but, but it's, it's not the same. And I had visions of like, oh, we do bedtime routine together and we do this together. And that's just not the reality. And I've realized that's okay that you mourn the loss of what you thought this, this family would look like. And then you figure out how to make it work for you. Because if you're going to stay, that's the only option you have, right? You gotta, Yeah. You got to figure like, out.
0: Like I always say, you know, you got to align your expectations with your reality, because if you don't, you'll be constantly disappointed and live in this constant state of anxiety. And again, life is just too damn short to have to do that. So if somebody, if you are wiping somebody's child's butt and you are trying to show this child love (laughs) and this person cannot as much as speak to you or acknowledge you or show you just not even a whole bunch of respect, but just basic human decency, then that's their problem, honey.
1: You know, so yep. it's just like, and so it's good that you've gotten to that place. Yeah. Like, all oh right. yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's been a crazy journey. And mm-hmm. I, I've always said that getting remarried was way harder for me than getting divorced. And partially that's because of my situation and yeah, whatever, but it has just been it, I'm the hardest thing I've ever been through, uh, probably the first three years of our marriage. And now I'm like, okay, we, we've got a fill of it. Um, we can tell when shit's going to hit the fan. We kind of know what's going on. And so we can, we can manage that. Like we, Mm -hmm. and embrace the times when things are good, man. Like we, people are like, well, don't you miss your kids when they're not here for holidays? And I'm like, sure, of course. And an ideal world, we would have them every holiday, but we don't. And so we're going to go have so much fun and enjoy the crap out of our lives when they're not around. (laughs) Yes. You just make the most of the situation; otherwise, you're just miserable. Um, and some so that's really what we've miserable, embraced. Miserable, though, you know? they like are. And I, I do not relate to that. Yeah. Not at all. And that ain't yeah. your
0: testimony. Last question. Okay, so when you're, is, is your ex husband remarried or repartnered?
1: No, he's dated some a few guys seriously on and off over the years, but at this point, he he's not in a serious relationship.
0: So have you ever thought about what's going to happen when Penny gets a stepdaddy and are you going to be a crazy baby mama? I like, have you thought about what that's going to look like? I know you oh, have, yeah. but oh, yeah. I know you've thought about it, but you know, like what's going to happen? You, Because you sound like a person that knows how to plan her emotions, which I think
1: is great. Yeah. I love when people do that. So what are you going to do? So... Here's the thing is like, (laughs) I have come to this idea and acceptance that the more people there are that love my daughter and treat her well, the better. And if, and I fully trust Steve to invite people into my daughter's life that that do that, that are going to help her feel like her best self, that encourage and support her. He's not going to put up with anybody that doesn't treat my daughter like a queen. Mm. And so that being said, then there is this love and acceptance of that person almost instantly for being able to love my daughter and be kind to her and to show her support. And the men that he has dated and that have been brought into my daughter's life, I have been so impressed with how they show up for my kid. And okay,
0: okay. So I beautiful. He, yeah. And that's a testament like,
1: to who he is, and he. you trust yes. him to pick somebody good. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there will be issues along the way, but I look at the grace that Steve and Matt have given each other, and I'm like, I can sure as hell do that. Like I can show up like that um, for my daughter and for myself, like it's, it benefits all of us. It doesn't just benefit the kid. And while, yes, we, we do it for the kid. It ends up being the best for everybody involved. Um, and so that's, that's genuinely how I look at it is she has this group of adoring men, um, that, wow, she does. She really does. It's so funny when we go downtown Like we'll go downtown and we'll be walking around downtown at shops or whatever. And always. Oh my gosh. She's going to have like these three big bodyguards. Yeah. And, well, and then there's oh all, of these, all of these gay men around town that are like Penny, Penny. <laughs> and it just brings me so much joy that yeah. she is confident around men that she holds her own and that it doesn't, it's not. Yes. Um, they tell her, I mean, like I've seen Valentine cards they've given to her and it's always that how strong she is and how, and I'm how smart she is. And I'm like, I love these. Wow. Like you, you are welcome to be a part of my daughter's life. Um, go girl. Yeah. Damn. How can you not get enough of that? Of mm. people who tell you that you are awesome and you know, and especially as a girl hearing it from these yes. men and yes she does have two two men bodyguards right now two dads that,
0: she does and yes.
1: yeah and I just fully expect there will be one more someday and she talks about how funny it'll be when she has her three dads and <laughs> whatever so. so how
0: is how is Steve and I guess this is a question I'm going to ask him whenever when I when I talk to him but yeah how is he with the two dads title because I know sometimes a lot of men they're like, "No, you got one dad and that's your stepdad." So,
1: <laughs> how how do I, you guys do that? How is we he? do keep it very much like this is her stepdad. We it, that's not a word we shy away from. Like I'm the stepmom, he's the stepdad, um, and we respect the other parent's role very much. So, got and. It. And so that's, and that's something we make very clear, but Steve also has made it very clear to Penny that, cause she used to, at the beginning, she'd get a little nervous about telling him when she had fun with Matt or things she liked about Matt mm-hmm. and Steve sat down with her and he's like, Penny, I want to make it very clear that I am happy for you, that you have this other person that he makes you happy, that you guys do fun things together, that... It's a good relationship. He's like, if you didn't, that would break my heart. And he's like, so it will never hurt my feelings. I will never be jealous of the fact that you love Matt and that you have a good relationship with him. And he's like, you are welcome to tell me those things. You're also welcome to tell me the hard things. Like, that's just the reality. And so I just, you know, that's always been our go-to of how we view that.
0: Mm, I see. What a lucky that- little girl! You guys are all just so freaking awesome. Um, so, well, thanks. We're doing our best. <laughs> we, have that, you know, and I, like I told you guys at the beginning, didn't I say um, one podcast is just not enough time to understand <laughs> Jen's story, Matt, Steve's story um, of the husband-in-law podcast? So next time we are going to be talking to Steve, and we're going to awesome. get his perspective. We're going to get the other side. We're going to see what Steve has to say. I am looking so forward to that. Thank you so much, Jessica. Yeah, oh, and guys, for by the way, and by the way, people, um, so we got Jessica right now, then I'm going to talk to Steve. But then when we finish this entire series, we're going to talk to everybody. All of us are going to jump on the line at the same time. So if you're listening to this right now and you see that the rest of the series is already done, then just let them play concurrently because... And get your, get your tea or your vodka or whatever ready, honey. Because this is going to be so good. <laughs> Jessica, <laughs> I'll talk to you in a little bit, Jessica. And up next, guys, we have Steve. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. I know I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. Naja